Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to The Undiluted Truth. Today's episode is... Doctors and scientists worldwide call for crimes against humanity. And we are coming to you from the All Seasons Tabletops studio. And without further ado, let's welcome in our host, Mike. Oh, hey, Ben, the tabletop studio. I like it. I thought you were going to say the land down under or the bunker, the all seasons bunker, but no. No, but I threw uh, in the all seasons. I, I didn't know if you'd like that. It kind of uh, sounds yeah. a little catchy. I, I like that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, one of my goals, you know, my youngest daughter is taking ukulele lessons. Ooh, nice, yeah, and, nice. And just listening to the music, our intro, I'm thinking, you know, I would, I would like to be able to play that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool? I play yeah. bass. I yeah. play a little bit of guitar. Yeah, regularly. A little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. yeah. And uh, the good thing is, is it's you would only have to, what is it? couple chords. F- 15 seconds? Well, yeah. Of, well, yeah. it's actually, there are, our intro is actually only about eight seconds. Oh, long, wow. But, yeah, 15. You know. Wow. <clears throat> We could play. We, 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 Sorry, we could play it around twice, and it'd be fifteen seconds. So. Right. We'll just loop it. Yeah, yeah. we'll loop, loop it around. <laughs> but um, anyway, wow, that was uh, that was a pretty powerful title that you just read out. Well, thank. What you. was what was that again? That was doctors and scientists worldwide call for crimes against humanity. That's serious. It is for those yeah. of you listening. Uh, First of all, welcome to another episode of The Undiluted Truth. Absolutely. And uh, welcome, rock tumblers and truth seekers. And we are still doing that day in, day out, uh, and especially every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, So we are glad that you're here to join us. This is really just another, this is almost overdue. If some of what we're going over today, I think this sort of brings out some of the frustrations that many of us have experienced. But to have doctors around the world calling for crimes against humanity, and I'm sure yeah. those of you who are listening are wondering what in the world is the call? Who are the ones that are being called out, and right. how is this possible, and what are the actual crimes that, that were done against humanity? So I'm looking forward to getting in into this. We'll, we'll begin by just naming where this declaration, this is actually a physician's declaration of global comet, comet, COVID summit. If you put okay. those two together, you'll get comet. Yeah, comet or COVID. Sort of like yeah, Kermit. COVID. Kermit. COVID. Okay. Anyway, as we take a serious matter sideways a little bit, uh, <laughs> this was done uh, in Rome, Italy, and it was updated just this past Friday on October the 8th. But over 11,400 doctors and scientists have signed what they are calling a Rome Declaration. Wow. And just looking at some of these, I know you and I were were talking about it prior. Mm-hmm. First of all, you think, what would you think right off the bat would, could you be accusing people of crimes against humanity? I mean, well, we've, you, you of mean all, the, all of the things that we've discussed over these last 25, five, six, seven six, episodes, yeah, some, something, something like, like 28, that. 28, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, I could probably think of a handful, but what is it well, specifically yeah, but, that these, and 
Let's keep in mind these. Do you are, mean if you haven't listened to anything that's been on our podcast? Uh, no, because those people might not know. No, well, I sure. mean if you've listened I, to the podcast, we you, might. Have you a few should ideas. know. Yeah. You should be able to at least hit the target. You might right. not be in a bullseye, but you should be able to at least hit the target for sure. Exactly right, right. But I think you could call this a credibility, as as I just named some of these doctors, and I'm and I'm only naming doctors that I have. Heard of. Read, researched, okay. heard, whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. So, but I think this would be sort of a, I guess, hint, if you will, to the question of what are these crimes and who could they be and that sort of thing. Because some of these doctors, you might go, oh, I know what he talked about. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, to begin with, matter of fact, this guy was one of the first ones that I had, had heard come out uh, as Dr. Pierre Corey. And he spoke in Congress uh, right. with some frustrations, and I, and that's about as far as I'll go there. We yeah. may we may okay. come back and uh, <laughs> expound on some of these uh, some of these other uh, doctors, and they're not just doctors; they're they're specialists, they're scientists, and I know that uh, many of you have have heard some of these guys. And of course, I'm not nowhere know how going to read all of them, but how about Dr. Robert Malone? Mm-hmm. Remember. And I will mention yeah. the big thing on him. He was the architect of the mRNA vaccine platform. Right. That's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. As uh, they should have heard on the last three podcasts. Yes, uh, from him. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You. A little he, bit. Yeah. Now these are signees, if you will, that have signed this declaration. Uh, Doctor Peter McCullough. Right. I remember that name. Yeah. 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 Uh, clinical cardiologist. Cardiologist, preventative cardiology, and advanced lipidology, a former vice chief of internal medicine at Baylor University at the medical center there. Now, here's a here's a big one. Okay. Not not just you know, listen to me. I was almost going to say not just a doctor of internal medicine, but as if that's a just like yeah, uh, he, he's just an auto mechanic or something. Uh, no, sure. no, that, that shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't even have gone there. But <laughs> Doctor Geert Vandenbosch. Ah, yes. This okay. this is a guy that uh, worked in virology and vaccine research and development. He is a former senior Ebola program manager, Global Alliance for Vaccine and Immunology. And we talked a little bit about that. You, a lot of folks know, know that as Gavi, that G-A-V-I. Right, yeah, you Alliance for Vaccine and, and Immunology. But... He is uh, another developer of mm-hmm. vaccines over the years. So these these are not guys to just sneeze at, uh, yeah. and and gals, I should say. And one that uh, many may know is Dr. Li Meng Yan, uh, is an independent virologist. And this is one that we spoke of. I'm just I, I see her face here, uh, and I think she was the first one. And I want to verify this. So okay. just. Uh, know that there should be a little asterisk behind this one, uh, but I think she's the first one early on to come out to say that the virus in Wuhan had come out of that lab and it was intentional. And, and she and the reason she knew she was in that lab. So okay, yeah. Anyway, that, that was a new name for me. I hadn't. Yeah, I don't remember hearing that name, but I I could have. But yeah, yeah. Early, early on. Okay. Uh, so, and uh, many people may have heard of uh, Dr. Hector uh, Carvalho out of uh, Bu- Buenos Aires, okay. Argentina, and we spoke of him. His face, if you see a lot of these guys, you say, "Yeah, I saw this guy on a yeah. on an episode of, of new name uh, for me this too, news though. this news outlet or whatever." 
But uh, nevertheless, it's almost as if, okay, we've, you know, we, we've sort of had enough. You know, I was just told, just thinking along, along those lines, you know, even sometimes our body will go, you know, I've, I've, I've just had enough, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And the reason I say that is that I was just told of someone I know that's near and dear to me that was having shoulder issues, and it was almost as if they were locking up. And after okay. after exam and an ortho visit, they were told that, yeah, you have what we call frozen shoulders. It could be one. It could be both. Okay. Theirs was both. And the explanation was you have worked and worked and worked them so much in what you're doing okay. that the body just said, you know, that's, I've had enough. That's enough of that. That is, right. that is it. I'm done. And they just lock up. And then you really have to spend some time at physical therapy and doing uh, you know various methods right. to get them to unlock and free them up and get them back into <laughs> their normal operating positions and, and right. so forth and, and not easy thing to do well I was I was thinking when you mentioned that that uh, stress can cause maybe not that but similar things if you're not careful which is like we're talking about the body's way if I mean if you have too much stress your body's basically doing something to say that's enough of that too. So either way, it's kind of coming back to the body saying, yeah, but stress is what popped into my head because when I was out West, I had, uh, I got a job at working at Sykes, which I don't know if you've heard of Sykes. It's it's based in Tampa, but they're basically a third party call center, like a customer service. Okay. And I worked for uh, them for a little bit uh, out West before I had to move back to Florida and I was working on the AT&T call side mm-hmm. and doing uh, receivables management for AT&T, basically. All right. But I started that job, and I don't remember what else was going on in my life, but about a little bit after I started there, we went through training, and then I was out on the floor kind of thing, getting the first week or so before they went, quote, fully live with us. And I think it was right after we went live that for some reason— it started hurting to talk like my throat. Mm. So I went to the ER. They found absolutely nothing. The only thing they could correlate it to, cause it wasn't laryngitis. There was nothing really long with me, wrong with me or anything was probably stress. So I was like, I was like, okay. So I basically couldn't talk. So fortunately my boss there, cause it's a call center. So you have to take calls, right? Yeah. Fortunately, yeah. my boss, um, allowed me to be one of the runners since apparently I was a little better than some of the other people, I guess. So they allowed me to do the runner job where I didn't have to talk as much. I just went to help people that had questions or whatever on the floor ah. and was one of the runners for a day or two. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was fortunate enough that he, he allowed me to do that, but I was just like, uh, the only thing I can chalk it up to is stress. And, uh, and so, I mean, they can do some weird things to you if you're not careful i think well that's a good call because we we do know uh through many studies actually clinical studies Mm -hmm. on how the the mind and physical health work together yeah and it is and i have read a number of things there's another member of our family that has ms and that is a big one that they throw 
stress into assisting, or I wouldn't say it right, go as far okay. as causing it, but it, yeah. it, it's a, a major contributing factor. Okay. So yeah, the mind can. So uh, yeah. yeah, it just oh, shut down, not going there. You, we've had enough. So mm-hmm. I, I sort of feel that this virus, this pandemic, mm-hmm. as being the body, if you will, you know, right? Or yeah, the body and those that are dealing with this medically, mm-hmm. scientifically, wanting to do the right thing for everyone. Those people, unfortunately, are under the rocks that we're trying to tumble, you know, that we are tumbling, and and, and sometimes we have to tumble 10 to find one. But these are the ones that are out there that are trying to do the right thing, and they have got together here. I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but this summit was in Rome, Italy. So if I haven't, I just did. And basically have said, we've sort of had enough. And you know what? This is not too soon you know and matter of fact it probably should have happened sooner oh, yeah. but so yeah. what i want to do is i, I want to go through here and read this declaration okay and i think uh you know we've got our listeners here and i know that i've read through all of it at least once okay but i'm going to go through it again mm-hmm. and then there's some areas we you know we're definitely going to want to pause and expound on but uh, let's get going through here and remember over 11,000 11,400 uh, 11, this is as of the 8th i haven't right. seen an updated and, and we can do that uh, possibly for uh maybe a part 2 if need be okay. but here we go it says we the physicians of the world united and loyal to the hippocratic oath boy thank god of that Mm-hmm. They're loyal to the Hippocratic Oath. Recognizing the profession of medicine as we know it is at a crossroad. We are compelled to declare the following. Whereas it is our utmost responsibility and duty to uphold and restore the dignity, integrity, art, and science of medicine. Whereas there is an unprecedented assault on our ability to care for our patients. Whereas public policymakers have chosen to force a one-size-fits-all treatment strategy resulting in needless illness and death rather than upholding fundamental concepts of the individualized, personalized approach to patient care, which is proven to be safe and more effective. So, a brief recap. What is their main in these three statements here? The first three statements, what is their main beef or objective here, would you say? Not being allowed to treat appropriately. Oh, yes. That second one says that, you know, we declare, whereas there is an unprecedented, they're calling it an assault on their ability to care for their patients. Mm-hmm. That's the arrow that kind of slides right out and, and hits the bullseye because they didn't wait very long in this declaration to kind of say that this is this concerns us and, and it's wrong. Right. And then they start kind of opening a, a, up a one-size-fits-all treatment strategy that yeah. results in mm-hmm. illness and death. Yeah. This is already unprecedented. Okay, moving on. 
Whereas physicians and other healthcare providers working on the front lines, utilizing their knowledge of epidemiology, pathophysiology, and pharmacology are often first to identify new, potentially life-saving treatments. So these are the, the areas that are identified that these people developed and identified potentially life-saving treatments. That's what they do. Yeah. Moving on. Whereas physicians are increasingly being discouraged from engaging in open professional discourse and the exchange of ideas about new and emerging diseases, not only endangering the essence of the medical profession, but more importantly, more tragically, the lives of our patients. Hmm. Now, let's keep, keep in mind, this isn't a room full of doctors, unless yeah. it's a big dog, well, a unless big it's room. a big doggone room. Yeah. 11, th- they, they're in agreement with this. They, they drafted this together. More like a coliseum of uh, of 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 doctors, doctors. And scientists. Yeah. Yes, I think you know we we've said this before that we believe that some of the things that are going on, it's going to take some sort of a movement mm-hmm. to wake people up. Oh yeah, and and we've often used you know Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, in, in the movement that he was right. behind, you know, with the civil rights, and he was one hundred percent right with what he was doing. But it wasn't just him and a couple of people doing it. Yeah, it, it, there was. Well, it ended up being you know easily over a million people. I'm not sure how many marched at different times, but there was thousands. And yeah. and you know this is a great start. I can tell you this is over eleven well, eleven and a half thousand scientists and doctors and, right. and professional experts. Just to throw something else in there, how many signees of the Constitution? Oh, uh, not that many. Not that. Not even that <laughs> and, many. And, right? No, yeah. nowhere near that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, but those guys were sort of representatives, and well, and, yeah, and I'm looking at these guys, absolutely. you know, um, you know, I look at this when it talks of that they've been discouraged from engaging in open professional discourse, like, yeah, why they they, they can't openly exchange ideas, no. they, they can't have a difference of opinion. They all must have come from Australia, where they were told you can't talk. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to bring that back up. Well, no, I I know exactly what you're saying because isn't that the essence of of good medicine and and collaboration, developing and I mean, and identifying new potentially life saving treatments. Well, I mean, it should be right. Yes, yeah, it should be. (laughs) But but the these are the the very people that are for whatever reason and. If those of us that have gone through some of these previous episodes, we know why some of these doctors are apprehensive. One of the most stunning things that Dr. McCullough had said that I thought was absolutely powerful, he said, my colleagues can't look me in the eye when they walk past me. Yeah. And it's because of this. They're afraid to exchange an idea. They know what he's doing is right. But they're being coerced in some fashion. But they are being... Which is basically what half of this, so far, half this declaration is saying that yes. they're being forced to not be able to treat or coerced or, I mean, that's kind of what all of this stuff is saying so far. Yes. Like, don't treat them this way. Uh, don't do this. Don't do, yeah. Or we've got a cookie cutter, right. one, size one size fits, fits all yeah. which, way, which is doing two things, causing more illness and death. That's yeah. all it's doing. Because they even said in the declaration that it's proven that the individualized is 
more effective. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. This goes back to other podcasts just real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say OSHA on masking, where they know that masking is harmful to you, but eh, let's go ahead and let them mask up and we'll back you for right. Yes. I mean, really? Yeah. You're going against all of your own information and your own policies. It's it's very similar. Ridiculous. You know, yeah. It's, it's very similar, though it be maybe a step or a tier down from yeah. where this is Absolutely. you know they started right here at the top with the seriousness of it. oh yeah and the thing is is they're going all the way back with this declaration of the beginning of all of this when well good when a lot yeah. of when a lot of us didn't know what was going on the ones that care were scrambling going what is it what, what yeah. where did it come from how can we treat it what kind of drugs do we have and they kicked in they you know they, they kicked into gear and they started rolling only to find out when they got to the finish line after they got everything stop stop and, and you ran, can't treat them that way it, you have to do this yeah yeah, yeah. they they ran yeah. that good right yeah. here we are we, we got it we we, we got this life saving uh, drug this cocktail, if you will, and the government throws up a detour sign. I'm sorry, you got to go this way. Pretty much road or, closed, or, or <laughs> the proper sign, probably you know, in this meta, call it metaf- bridge or, out metaphorically or whatever, should probably say uh-huh. uh, continue at your own risk. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, I, be, I see what you're saying yeah, because exactly. some of these guys kept going. Uh, well, yeah, that's exactly. you know, and, and, and the good one for them. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, God bless him. The, the, the one that I remember off the top of my head was Dr. Richard Fleming because him and his guys, you know, th- from around right. the world, yes. uh, a, a lot of German, uh, I think the German doctors were very much involved, but they got that 1800 uh, blind clinical trial done. Right. You know, so, so they didn't pay any attention to that sign that said stop. Right. And, and that's exactly yeah. what we should expect from the medical community, in my Ab- opinion. Absolutely. I mean, the rest, of us, the rest of us aren't doctors. Yeah. I mean, heck, yeah. we rely on engineers to make sure our, yeah. our bridges are built correctly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That we drive over every day, right? Yeah, sure. So we should, yeah. we're relying on the medical community to make sure that, well, if something comes out, well, you're figuring out how to treat it. Yeah. You're the doctors. You're the medical community. Why wouldn't we're we? We're not. Yeah. Why wouldn't we be? So happy I mean, that this is going on. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, thinking back on all of this, Ben, I know that it was very few that knew what was going on. Right. Okay. That what was really going on. Yeah. You know, and, and few actually knew that there was ac- actual drugs out there that were working and proven. And we're going to get to some of that uh, as we move along. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, man, this is uh, some of this stuff is still just a bit stunning to me. But boy, I tell you what i I would like to I would like to f- find all of these individuals and in, and shake all of their hands yeah. without a glove on and <laughs> hug them without a mask on there and just thank them for their service. You know, yeah. God bless them. Uh, the next. Declaration, uh, whereas thousands of physicians are being prevented from providing treatment to their patients as a result of barriers put up by pharmacies, hospitals, and public health agencies, rendering the vast majority of healthcare providers helpless to protect their patients in the face of disease. Physicians are now advising their patients to simply go home, allowing the virus 
to replicate and then return when their disease worsens, resulting in hundreds of thousands of unnecessary patient deaths due to failure to treat. Do I, do I need to? There's yeah. more, but do I need to go on? No, the, I, well, I, I was just going to make a quick... This is amazing. I mean, Peter, Peter McCullough, which is yes. one of the guys on there, did actually say to go home in one of the podcasts, but he was saying, if you've done your due diligence at home, your pre-treatment, and you had to go to the hospital, get what you need, and then get home and get fresh air. So it wasn't technically the same go home that they're talking about there. You're exactly so, right. No, I just wanted to make that clear. Yes, he, he was one that did say go home, but he, he different was context. Yes, he was talking about today. Right, right, yeah. exactly, exactly. He was talking about if this happens to you today, we have drugs. Right, and, and unfortunately, but but based on this, when you have pharmacies, hospitals, and public health agencies that are standing, that are putting barriers up, and I didn't realize personally, I didn't realize that pharmacies and and those other agencies or entities were putting barriers up personally i didn't really know that they were putting the barriers up yes but i guess they're being coerced to put barriers up from other people because they're in jeopardy of losing their licenses and their things that they're being threatened and everything yeah Yeah, they're they're being threatened because moving on well yeah yeah yeah, but but no it it all works together i mean these are these are good topics because somebody listening might go well what are pharmacies doing well let's just name one Say part of the cocktail that mm-hmm, Dr. Richard right. Fleming's treatment uh, requires. Let's just say it's uh, hydro- hydroxychloroquine okay. and uh, ivermectin. Let's just, I, right. I know he doesn't oh, have those the two, two drugs two. that you're not supposed to use at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. when you go to the pharmacy, they'll say, well, you can't get those drugs here. The break's on. Oh, I have heard about that. Yeah. They're making so, it harder to even get that. Even if you have a doctor's note, they're trying it does, to... It does. Yeah, you can have, yeah. You can have a, a legitimate prescription. And they're like, well, we, well, we don't well, fill you, those. You can't, get those, you can't get those drugs uh, here. It, so, and then you wonder why people are going, like we mentioned in the other, to like horse feed places to get ivermectin sure. or whatever. Yeah. Really? You're yeah. wondering? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, why is that? Just look up the adult yeah. dosage, go there and get, you know, whatever. Okay. Well, I tell you what. And no, we're not prescribing medicine. If you do that, that's at your own risk. <laughs> Little disclaimer there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are not, we're you not know, you, you, you consult your, you, yeah, your, your own physician, primary care <laughs> doc or, or specialist, whoever you're seeing. Yeah. But do your homework. Exactly. Do your homework uh, exactly. b- before you go and, and uh, make sure that you gather all the facts. Have, before have you your do doctor go to the feed store and get the ivermectin for yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. If he, if he chooses to. And, and right. tell him to ride his horse when he goes. Uh, they, they may, he might get it quicker. Uh, it, oh, well, after all, they said it was a, you know... A horse tranquilizer, or yeah, or or, yeah, or, or, or a well, actually, it was a, a yeah. It's I don't remember what it is. It's for it's something. <laughs> well, it actually I don't it, remember it, the ivermectin actually actually won a Pulitzer for uh, anti. Um, 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 is that the heartworm? Is that yeah? What I, you had talked about or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was heartworm. Yeah. Oh, okay, for animals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway. Just before we wrap up here, we got one more short one, uh, which will be very appropriate here. Uh, after that last one, that's just that's just amazing. But whereas this is not medicine, they say mm. this is not care, 
These policies may actually constitute crimes against humanity. That's, that was the next. May? After that. I wouldn't have used may yeah, yeah. in that, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll dig into that. This is, this is kind of if the shoe fits sort of thing. But yeah. uh, let me tell you, this is, you know, this should have been done a while back. Wow. But I mean, you know, we'll take it when we can get it. But I, I think, as you can tell, it sounds like these individuals that want to do the right thing yeah. are pretty much, they're, they're fed up. They're, they're like that, that part of the body says, look, you know, we're done. It's, this is it. We can't continue on because the whole system's breaking down. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we need to stand up and do something. So, well, we're we are probably ooh, about halfway through. Uh, so, okay, good stuff. Eye opening, mm. stunning. Yes. yes, I think we need to stand up and and pay attention to this. And if there's anything we can do, and we will be telling you some things that you may be able to do as we wrap up uh, the next episode which will be part two all right um so sounds good uh, i tell you i am looking forward to part two ben me too there is more to come do your push-ups put your gloves on because we've got more rocks to tumble all right brother and sister always okay all right well let's uh let's go to our creator and lord and savior in prayer as we close Uh, this episode. Father in heaven, we thank you so much again for this opportunity. We thank you for your many gifts. We thank you for this body that you've given us. You have made us fearfully and wonderfully, and you have made us with built-in immunity in a way, in a means to take care of these bodies. You have given gifts to those, those very people that are signing and that have drafted this declaration. And Lord, we we thank you for them. We ask for a special blessing upon them that they will be able to continue their work and they will be successful. And we ask for your continued care on us here and our listeners. We pray for the desire to continue to to tumble rocks, if if you will, and, and to seek out truth. And we want also to be able to open our whole being to you, mind, body, and soul, and and become more dependent on you. And Father, if there's anything that separates us from you, may you show that show us what that is that we can have it removed by you that we may be in more of a communion and union with you. And Father, as always, as we part ways, we ask that every intent of our thought be pure. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to play that.